Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hi. What up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> These intros are so fucking awkward. Yeah, they are. Because it's not like we're there's no like, script or anything. Well, you know? no, and it's like we're not. This isn't rando. Like we've been right. together for like the last five hours and yeah well we're not saying hello to each other you're my husband no i know but it's still like i wouldn't be like oh how are you hello. doing Good how's evening, your day wife. been yeah right right yeah so, so i did that that dance so all right so we'll try to get through these intros uh we'll improve maybe. yeah <laughs> with that in mind welcome to we drink and we know things the podcast yes episode 10 episode 10 holy smokes big that stuff is- big moves doused in alcohol live with the knowledge dough yes. yes that's tom hello and you're andrea hi there she is we're husband and wife yep been married for a little spell now a year as of september 23rd yep yep, yep. and it is now october mm, nearly the witching hour and the the creepy the spooky month creepy, of the creepy? time of the year it's coming man it's coming i'm excited i uh love it i yeah. love october i love halloween it's my favorite i mean i love christmas hey, and i decorate just as much for christmas yeah. but yeah. i love me yeah. some halloween for sure for clearly sure. i mean look at the freaking topics we talk about on this podcast murder and creepy and ghosts creepy, and weird and oh uh there's halloween all over the place yeah. in our front yard i'm yeah. like so proud of myself i did, you did really, really well good. this you did good, year babe. i, I got that- twenty seven thousand mosquito bites because mm-hmm. in kentucky uh, as up until what, like a couple days ago, it was like, no, nah, we're not gonna do fall yet. We ain't gonna do that. We're gonna keep giving you guys summer. So I was outside in like a hundred degrees, putting up Halloween decorations, and all the mosquitoes bit the shit out of me. It was very steamy. What were you doing while I was putting up all the Halloween decorations, Tom? I was doing the most. What were you doing? Were you helping me? I was unlocking were a lot helping? of the features and stuff on the Spider-Man video game mm-hmm. for PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing largely. That's a, yeah. That's, that game is the shit. Yeah. That's a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, happy motherfucking Halloween. I also carved the shit out of a pumpkin, though. We both I've been did. Getting, I've been diving into the festivities as well myself. More yeah. than I normally do, for real. Yeah, we carved pumpkins what, last night? Last night, yeah. Last night. I, I did a spooky house. I did a ghost phase from Scream, which actually ties into something i talk about okay at some point a masked and my story is there a masked murderer i mean no there's it's a, no. have there been many of those like i feel like that's a common thread in movies but have there been that many like motherfuckers like wearing masks killing people i don't i don't know i mean there's definitely some hmm. like the dude with that the town that dreaded sundown is based off where he had a the town that dreaded sundown there's definitely a lot of people who wear masks in crime yeah, for I sure mean. For, but it seems a very specific like I'm going to murder people, and I'm going to wear a spooky mask. Well, yeah, that's more of like... Is that just for movies. the Hollywood? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I kind of... You'd be I fucked up. It. I promise if, if there was a motherfucker with a mask on spooky spooky, I would be more like scared. Like, if you came... If you were just jokingly, like, came at me with, like, a mask on, I would... I'd probably stab you. I got you the other day in Kroger pretty good, too, though. I be, You did. Yeah, uh, you yeah. put that weird mask that on mask. Uh, and creeped around the that corner. Was that was mask. scary. Oh. I did not enjoy that. No. Mm. So our pumpkins 10. came out good though. They I did. think yeah. maybe we'll put a picture of them. 
Maybe. We used, I used my old show notes from the last episode as the paper underneath of our pumpkins. Yes, we recycled. We reused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, I, oh, I'm, and when we were carving pumpkins, so we weren't really paying attention. I don't remember a thing that so happened. I put on trick or treat. Because you'd never seen it. Oh, yeah. That was good. That it shit was, was good. good. I if do remember seen... everything about that, actually. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the haunting on Hill House. Because I don't know. No, no, no. We, we stopped. We turned yeah. that off. We were going to watch that, but we turned yeah. that off because we weren't paying attention. And so I put on Trick or Treat because I've seen it and Tom doesn't really care about horror movies. I have shown a concerted effort to be involved in horror movies. Right. No, I know. Yeah. But I put that one on and it's like a bunch of lit, like short, short story kind of thing that all tie in together. Oh, that's the pouring wine. I don't know wine. how well that's picking up. I'm a little bit off the way there, but I dried up. I'm sure it's picking up. Oh, yeah. What are we drinking? Andrew, I'll tell you what. We're drinking the same damn thing. Same shit we always we drink? We always drink. Brandy Pinot Grigio? Yeah, the Pinot Grigio. Whoops. But we, we are talking about doing a new segment thing where we're going to switch it up. So that's going to be Maybe. coming probably we'll next see. week. Maybe. No, I'm going to put it in stone. Maybe. Put it in the comment. Dip a tip. Also, we won't go into it because we might really get a little bit more into it in a later episode but we just got back from chicago we did a couple days there which was really cool shy town we did um a haunted self-guided ghost tour scavenger hunt yeah via i bought from groupon mm. and we did it on our phones and it told us about like a bunch of the cool haunted stuff in chicago and where like deaths and stuff took place so it was kind of cool i think the coolest part of that trip though was when we went to the arbitorium and saw the trolls that was very cool. That was fucking cool. If you're in Chicago or you're going to Chicago, go to the Arbitorium. It's outside. It's like an hour out of the city. It was kind of, we kind of saw it, caught it on our way home mm-hmm. back to Louisville, but. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the place. It, yeah, we have the flyers. If you just look up Chicago Trolls You'll find it. Park. I don't know. There's a lot of trolls. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but there's like six of them and they're hidden throughout this big forest park and you, we, we drove cause it would have taken us hours to walk it. Yeah. There's a massive park and they're, they're all these great and they're all in the name of conservation and stuff. It was and you really get cool. a map and you, it's like a scavenger yeah. hunt and you have to find them all. And it was so cool. Was I mean, badass. they're huge. They're like. It was borderline like a magical what, experience. Like 15 feet tall. Like, I think they're the, t- huge. the tallest one had to be like the one that like, lo- overlooked. No, the, the one that laid down was probably That like, one was huge. I don't even know. They were really cool. And then you also find huge. their like, their hideout. So it was like this huge teepee with like basically just massive troll size, yeah. just stuff. stuff. It was so fucking cool, especially for something that we just stumbled upon. And it's like an art exhibit basically yeah. in this park, and it's yeah. only there till like the beginning of the year. Yeah. So and it was the really trolls, cool. I, that we I wonder see if it. the trolls will move along, or if there will be new trolls, or if they'll put it in storage. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was cool. Stuff. It was very cool. Yeah. Well, anyway. Sorry to ramble we've been, on. We've been yam. Well, it's episode 10, isn't it? Fuck it. Two yeah. hours long. Three hours long. Hello. Um, we're going to have... 14 hours, Morty. <laughs> we're going to have a cool, like, kind of collab episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's going to come out uh, with another really awesome Kentucky podcast called Hillbelly Horror Stories. Yes. They asked us to record a creepy story of our own or just a tale or whatever, and they're going to highlight a bunch of different podcast podcast yeah. and i guess it's probably gonna be like a i don't know we don't really know we've already recorded it we're excited about it yeah we're probably gonna release it as our another like kind of mini on our own channel but we we've definitely... been sleeping and we're, we're we're hungry to drop some fucking content yeah bruh. but we're definitely not gonna drop it on our thing on our podcast until until after he's released yeah. It, yeah so we encourage you guys to we'll let you know the details once it's like out and yeah. figured out and everything so. yeah it'll be cool man 
it's cool to be collaborative, man. A lot of people in the podcast game have been cool. Yeah. With, with the, involving us and stuff. So holla, holla, The hosts holla. of Hillbilly Horror Stories have been very awesome. Like, they answer any questions we have. Because when you get started with this stuff, you just don't really... You don't know what... You don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. I uh, mean, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. I no, think. but it's nice to have people who've been in it for a while yeah. give you some advice. For sure. And I will say that about the podcast community thus far, is that everybody is super yeah. nice and sweet. Shout out to Augie Peterson, Hillbilly Horror Stories. Yeah. A couple of All other Bad ones. Things. All Bad Things. What's up? Appreciate you guys. We've got some really cool podcasts that have... Yeah. Oh, um... We also got uh, some cool True swag. True Crime Storytime, the yes. Australian podcast. Yeah, they shouted us so out. So cool. Yeah, man. So very cool. And we've had a couple people make us some fucking dope art that we're going to yeah. post soon. What so, up, Aaron? Yeah. What up? So anybody who... If you want to do us, do us. If you want to do us, no, that's up, gross. If you hey, want to do it, you want to do it together, dude. Uh, we had mugs made for us, and then yeah. a cool, um, I guess like painting sketch. Yeah. So we're gonna be posting those soon. If anybody else wants to do shit like that, please. Holla. We want to like holla, cover holla, holla, holla. the little podcast yeah. room with stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we're working on it. You know what I mean? This room's come together a lot. All right, so we should probably. I shut the fuck up. It's been two and a half hours. And we should get probably get into it. it. Yeah. Uh, wait, I do want to say, though, the mug you're drinking out of. It's a series it's of great. mustaches. It's just as great mustaches. And, and it's just a lot of famous people's mustaches. And so, like, they're all numbered. And then on the bottom of the mug, they're, it tells you whose is whose. So, like, number one, it's just a mustache. And then on the bottom, it says Albert Einstein. And there's Salvador Dali and Groucho Marx, Teddy Dali. Roosevelt. Frida Kahlo, uh, her eyebrows, which is hilarious because it's all mustaches, but then her eyebrows. It's really funny. What is the brand? Of, we love, it's like the, the Unemployed, unemployed Philosophers, Philosophers Guild. I didn't even have to look at that. I knew that. The Unemployed Philosophers Guild. It's philosophersguild.com. They've got the coolest fucking mugs. Yeah. We typically get them from Half Price Books, but they're so cool. I used to have a really nice Kurt Vonnegut one too. And you broke it. And it's broken. You broke it. I did. I, I phrased that like I dog. didn't. I phrased it like yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you acted like I broke it. I didn't. <laughs> so, I, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'm cool either way. Yeah. I don't mind. Uh, mine could be a little longer than you. Mine are normally How about you shorter. Go you want to go first? I'll go first. Then I can like, if I need to, because mine is another sort of list kind of. Mm-hmm. So, if I need to leave some stuff out because we're talking too damn much, I can't. So, let me put my notes behind me. Let me get my vino. Also, mm-hmm. then I'll get a, like a nice little, nice little buzz before. Yeah, no, same. I'm working on that. We're polishing up. Let's do a little clinkies. Here we go. Clinkies. It's, it doesn't. Again, I'm drinking out of a Tervis tumbler wine glass. You can't. It doesn't clink. But clinkies. Clinkies, all the same. Sorry, um, I'm pulling up my information while he's getting his shit together. <clears throat> if you've never been here before, if you've never, if this is your first time listening, maybe go back and listen to some other episodes. You don't have to. This will, I mean, it's whatever. This is a good but one. We basically talk about true crime, conspiracy theories, ghost stories, curses, creepy stuff. Basically, all things weird is really where we're at right now. Mm hmm. This is true. Tom tells me a story. I tell him a story. Yes. I don't know what he's going to talk about. He doesn't know what I'm going to talk about. And we like the element of surprise because it makes our reactions more genuine and. And we're Real. pretty genuine, mate, you know? We're like, we're in it. Uh, Tom often will act like he's from England and do that accent. I also do a spooky wizard voice as well recently. Apparently that's... It's not going over that's well. apparently what that is, everybody. It's not... It's, it's not It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> 
I, I have a myriad. We do a, a lot. A, a we, menagerie of accents. Okay. You know, I've with got that a lot being of them. said, could we? Um... I'm trying to find the best way to begin. That's good that we're recording <laughs> and you don't even know where. Okay. Start so let me ask you a question. Okay. Who was the greatest rapper of all time? Like, okay. It, okay, it, no, let me rephrase that question. Let me rephrase that question because the answer is obvious in this household. However. Uh-huh. Um, You're asking me who, like, the, who is deemed probably the greatest rapper? Yeah. Tupac? Tupac. Okay, that's not my answer, but yeah, okay. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Tupac Shakur today. Oh, God. We are going to be talking about the death of Tupac Shakur. Okay. And what might have actually really happened. Okay. I honestly don't know. Do you know much Even about it, Tupac? I mean, it's like, it's definitely something that's big in the true crime world because it was a big deal with oh him and gosh. Biggie, right? Yeah, I think that you should do, because I'm not really going to hit a lot of that. What? I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk the talk. I'm gonna You're going to talk about the, the conspiracies. I'm going to talk about the death of Tupac Shakur. Okay. And, and what might have happened. Okay. Because. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely like. I mean, obviously, I watch a shitload of Oxygen Channel because that's literally the true crime network now. Yeah. And they've definitely done, like, specials yeah. on it and stuff. But I don't really... I'm not... I don't know. There's just something about that crime that I'm just like, eh. There's no, like... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Flair. It's just like, uh, he was shot. I'm going, all right. That sucks. But then I know there's a whole thing about maybe he's not dead. I wish, the, I wish the, everyone listening could see how I was looking at you just now when you said well, that. Well, okay. No I was saying I don't know. I'm going to show you it the It sucks flare. because it was Tupac and he was young and it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. But. Yeah. So. Let's crack into it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get into it. If you can find a place to start. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So Tupac is a West Coast rapper. From the early, early days of hip hop mm -hmm. in regards to where hip hop, the landscape is 20 years later. Okay. So he was huge. A fucking superstar, dude. All eyes on me. I think we all know that. Right. So I'm going to get into it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm going to get into it. I think that's the point of this. So September the 7th, 1996. Stop doing that. What are you talking about? That's how you say dates. 1996. 1996. So dumb. I can't. Come on. Move on. Shakur went to this boxing match between this dude named Mike Tyson. Oh, who's that? I don't know. I've never heard of him. Just kidding. And Bruce Selden. I'm just kidding. It's Bruce Selden. That was a Mike Tyson joke. Uh, ah, ha, ha, ha. The list. He went there with this dude named Suge Knight. Have you ever heard the name Suge Knight of before? Of course I've heard the name Suge Knight. Do you know anything about him? Because he's fucking crazy. He's not crazy. I can't speak to that, but his story's crazy. I know he's... That's a podcast in and of itself. We're going we're gonna to dive into a little sugar. bit of that as well. Night. He ate sugar at night, which inevitably led to diabetes <laughs> that gave him superpowers, which led to how he has done a bunch of the crazy oh things. Oh my God. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get into this. Okay. So they're at this boxing match in Las Vegas. And after the match is over... I don't was know it at the one, MGM Grand? It actually was. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, uh, Suge Knight and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. No, Suge Knight and Tupac. Suge Knight and Tupac were at a a boxing match. They were at a boxing at match. at a boxing match. Uh, For a Mike Tyson boxing. Oh, match. Okay, gotcha. I was like, is this celebrity death match? What are we talking about right now? You got everything lined up. There's no claymation in this. Okay, I got it. So, all right. 
as they're leaving the fight, one of Suge Knight's dude, because Suge Knight was the owner, CEO of Death Row Records. Mm-hmm. So he founded that with Dr. Dre. Yep. Okay, this guy's a big name. Tupac, Snoop Dogg, NWA, a bunch of a bunch, a bunch of talent came through there in the early nineties, kind of shaped, you know, West Coast hip hop. They were kind of the production label. Right? Yeah. Biggie, what's his face? That's Biggie. other coast. That's the other coast. Well, who was the that's one? East coast. There was another. You talking about Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah. That's what. That's East Coast. That's that's a whole different thing. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, oh my god. Um, so they're leaving the fight and they see this dude called Orlando. Baby Lane Anderson, who was a member of the Crips. Okay. Right? So that's... Is that red or blue? That's blue. Okay. Okay. Uh, And this dude's from Compton, and Compton is a big hub for all of, you know, West Coast hip-hop and culture, a lot of of California culture, and yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gang affiliation in Compton, for sure. Uh, So they see this dude in the lobby, and earlier that year, that same dude, Baby Lane Anderson... Uh, and a group of other Crips had had robbed one of the dudes from Death Row Records at Why? a at a Foot Locker because they're fucking gangsters. They don't give a fuck. They robbed like, this dude in a Foot Locker. Okay. Was he working at the Foot Locker, or no. was he just at the Foot Locker? They robbed this dude at a Foot Locker. A random dude. No, he he worked for Death Row Records. Oh, okay. So Suge Knight sees him, even though they like have fucking money. It's just because they have money and they're part of a gang. Right. Well, these right? we don't know what these dudes have money. This oh, okay. is the opposing side of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. This is small. This okay. is small potatoes. And, okay. Okay. I'll okay. let you talk. I'll okay. let you talk. Please, please. Okay. Okay, baby. <laughs> you ready for this? So, the dude that saw the guy was told Tupac, hey, that's the guy that jumped dude, or robbed dude. So, Tupac attacked this guy, and there was a whole, on, there was a whole, both entourages got into a fight. So, this gang had his dudes, and Tupac has his dudes, and they're getting into a was fight this, like, right the outside blood the blood in the here. Crips? Uh, well... Tupac, I'm gonna get into that. We're it's like literally get... the only thing I know about. Tupac gang. was he did rep the he did rep the Bloods for sure. The red. Yeah, that's why he was he was famously always seen like wearing a uh-huh, red okay. bandana I get, and shit. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. But he actually moved to California as like an older dude. Like there's a whole thing I don't really I haven't I haven't cracked that yet. But so after this fight or whatever, Tupac and motherfucking Suge Knight get in this car. Okay. Yeah. And they're going to. Suge Knight's club in his well the record owned the record label owns a club and it's called Club Six Six Two. Okay. So they're driving there, right? That area code, like five oh two here? It might be, yeah. That's a good call actually. That's probably what that is. So Shakur rode, you know, Tupac rode shotgun with him and it was in a nineteen ninety six black BMW and they were all kind of rolling together. All the death row records were kind of rolling together, okay. right? So As they probably always between do. eleven and eleven oh five they were halted by bicycle police for having their so this kind of just establishes like a little bit of a timeline yeah uh so they were playing their music Uh, pull over Uh, ding 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 Uh, pull over ding 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 boys boys your your, your music's very loud ding 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 can you put your your weapons in my basket ding ding pull over yeah it's ridiculous so they got uh so they didn't have license plates they were in like the trunk of of Shugnat's car yeah and they were playing music too loud um is there such a thing as playing music too loud from your car? Yeah. That's be, a thing? I, in certain neighborhoods, I'm sure you can get pulled over for oh, that. Oh, okay, you know? I guess. So they got released around 11.15. They didn't get a ticket or anything. Uh, and then But they so, were taken in? Like arrested? No, no, no. They were released without being ticketed. They were... Oh, they were just pulled over and then released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. Um. So then around 11.15, they come to a stoplight. 
and a white four door late model Cadillac. Yeah. With a bunch of with a bunch of no, who knows these dudes pull up uh beside the the vehicle that Tupac's yeah. in. Mm-hmm. He's uh, not driving. He's not driving. He's sitting shotgun. There's actually a fucking picture. And I'm gonna get into that. Later. Is um I'm gonna so get night into that. driving? This, yes. Okay. So just pay attention. This is this shit becomes very important now. Okay. These dudes open fire. Yeah. On Tupac and on the vehicle. Seemingly Suge Knight. Yeah. Is there anybody else in the vehicle? Uh, no. Just Tupac and two dudes. Okay. Yep. So Tupac is hit four times, twice in the chest, one in the arm, and once in the thigh. One of the bullets went into Tupac's right lung. Knight Suge Knight was hit in the head by fragmentation. Ooh. So bullet fragmentation yeah, smacks yeah. Suge Knight in the head. Ouch. Okay. Whew. So he didn't actually get shot. He just got... Tupac got the shit No, I mean Suge Knight just Suge got... Suge Knight did um, not get shot. Like, like... Shrapnel. Shrapnel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tupac's bodyguard, Frank Alexander, was not in the vehicle. He said that Shakur had been... Had asked him to drive the car of his girlfriend, Kadita Jones. So he's driving his girlfriend's car. The Tupac asked his bodyguard, bodyguard to, drive to drive his, his girlfriend. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. So that's why he wasn't in the car. I think car. I saw an episode of like Hollywood Median. Oh, this no, that is, was a different. This, this shit is going to get deep, man. There's okay. there's a lot more to go. Okay. So, um, they, they obviously end up at the hospital. Um, How do they get there? Because they're both shot. Or I guess... After arriving get, at the scene, um, police and paramedics took Knight and the wounded Tupac to the University Medical Center of Southern Nevada. Oh, so Suge Knight wasn't able to drive them? Mm-hmm. He could, he, he did, like, I feel like he would have just, like, it would have been smart for him to just rush them both to the hospital. Well, I guess he was unconscious. He was pretty, or, or he yeah. was unable to. Yeah, I don't know how, how severe wounded. it was. wounded. Yeah. Okay. So, while at the hospital, Tupac received news from a death row marketing employee that the shooters had called the record company and threatened Shakur. So, before he died, while he's at the hospital... One of the death row dudes was like, "Yeah, they they're they're calling up here. They're threatening your life." Okay. And who's death row? That's the record label that Tupac was working for. That's Suge Knight's company. Tupac. Oh, okay. Was I thought you meant death that death row. Okay, never mind. Okay, go. Sorry. Okay. And the dude that said that is this music director, music video director called Gobi. Gobi. He's the guy that said that he he was the one that kind of validated the statement that. These gangsters or whoever was calling the record label threatening Tupac. Okay. Okay. Gobi informed the Las Vegas police, but said that the police claimed to be understaffed. No attackers came. Because oh, they're saying, like, we're going to come there and fucking kill him. Uh-huh. We know he's incapacitated. We're going to come kill him. And they're calling At the like, hospital? No, yeah, they're going to come kill him at the hospital. And so Gobi goes and tells the police. Even though he's already been shot? Yeah, but he's not dead. Okay. He's not dead yet. Okay. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. What yeah. the fuck? So That's fucked up. No, nobody ever came to, to kill him. Uh, at the hospital, he, Tupac was heavily sedated. He was on life support machines and ultimately was put under a barbiturate-induced coma uh, to keep him in the bed. I don't know what the I don't want the fuck to make of that. Like he was maybe trying to like. I mean, he's probably like trying to get the fuck up out of there. Yeah. Especially if maybe he got wind of people coming to kill him. Yeah, he was probably like, "Get me yeah. the fuck out of here." So while or wanted he was, revenge, or yeah. who knows? Yeah, who knows, man? We're, I mean, we're gonna get into it a little bit though. While in the ICU Who knows, you know. <laughs> on the afternoon of September 13th, 1996, Tupac Shakur died of internal bleeding. I was seven. Yeah, I was eight. Wow. 
He was pronounced dead at 4.03. The official cause of death were noted as respiratory failure and cardiopulmonary arrest in connection with multiple gunshot wounds. That sounds like bad hospital treatment. They didn't catch his internal fucking bleeding when no, he got No, they there? knew that he had it, but it's not like they can just they turn that. Stop it. You can't yeah. just turn it off, know, you know I'm what I mean? I don't, me fucking either. I barely got through high school. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something of note. His body was cremated the next day. And then some of his ashes... That's quick. That's very quick, right? Some of his ashes were purportedly later mixed with marijuana and smoked by the members of the outlaws. Which is like his gang, like his, like, his his homies, like his people. Ew. What happens when you... Ew. But later on, one of the dudes in 2014 said they weren't Tupac's ashes. (laughs) What? Yeah. So here we go. So what did they smoke? Somebody else's ashes. Probably just... Or just some... Ashes out the fireplace stupid. or something. Stupid. Why okay. would you? That doesn't make any sense. That's okay. so dumb. Are you ready? Hang on <laughs> to your here. butt. I'm Hang on here. to your I'm butt. Re- I think I'm ready. His fifth album, uh-huh. which was called The Dawn Killuminati. The Dawn. The Dawn Killuminati. Killuminati? Like, like Illuminati with a K. The Dawn Killuminati. Yep. Okay. The Seven Day Theory was released two months later. And that was the first of his posthumous albums. What's that mean? Post-death. Albums oh. to come out after he's oh, I'm died. I'm dumb. Okay. Okay. But I mean... Like, so that, that is the okay. official story of his death. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and since then, he has been one of the... One of these enigmatic kind of figures where people have theories that he's still alive. Right. It's up there with Elvis. People say Tupac's alive. You know, Tupac's here, Tupac's, Tupac's there. And so... <laughs> Tupac's here, Tupac's there, Tupac's Pac, everywhere. Your Pac, Pac, none. Um, Dr. Seuss was like, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm going to pick shit up. And we're going to talk about a few things. Okay. Now... Busting out a notebook. I've never seen you do this before. Okay. So, yeah, as I was saying, there's there are a bunch of different theories about who killed Tupac, why Tupac was killed... Who was involved, uh, but today we're going to kind of focus, because I think I'm going to do more on this, but we're just going to focus on kind of a few school of thoughts yeah. based on his death and the surrounding conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> also, we just let the doggos back in, so if you hear some so shit's gonna get snarls weird and... or barks or whines or no. snores or no. farts, it's probably the dogs are talking. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about how Suge Knight killed Tupac. What? Suge Knight. He was the one driving. Yeah, correct. What the fuck? Correct. Okay. Okay. That was my biggest hang up too. Was like he was in the fucking car. And he got hit with shit. Right. How would he get hit with shit if? Okay, so. All right. Well, you're gonna tell me. So just go. I don't have the date for when this happened, but there was a point in time to where Tupac was in jail after having been convicted of sexual abuse. Ooh. Yeah. I I think that needs to be jail mentioned. or prison. Prison. Okay. Convicted. Of what? What do you? What kind? What sexual abuse? Uh, this like this, to a minor. This woman claimed. This woman claimed rape. Um, okay, so rape. And days previous, uh, she had like given him oral sex. Is kind of how the story. That's what it was. His side of the story, and said, "I can't believe a woman would accuse me of this. I would never do this." All the same, he was convicted. But okay. During this time, when he's in prison, Suge Knight comes to him. And they drafted a handwritten contract. 
for a four record deal if Suge Knight would post his bail. Okay. Right? So that happened, and that was the official record deal, right? But, like, what does Suge Knight get out of that? Four records the, that the, he's going to get money off of? Sure. Yep. Okay. And okay. Tupac's huge right now. Oh, yeah, obviously. So his mom actually found that uh, contract after he had died, when she was going through his estate, and she uses ages later. Okay. And, well, I don't know how long it was. I, I, I did shoddy research on this, but <laughs> I really wasn't even going to touch on this too much, but... Well, I know there's like a ton of he theories. Sold, he sold $60 million worth of albums in a year, and he was $5 million in debt. What? And per the handwritten contract, he didn't receive a lot of the advances and things that Death Row owed him. So here, on one hand, you have that Death Row owes him a ton of money. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Additionally, if he's dead... They never have to pay him royalties. Right. It's one of those things and where, like... And they can like, continue to make money off of it. It's one of those things where, like, somebody's worth more when they're dead than they are alive. Correct. There's definitely, like, artists who've painted shit when, like, they weren't even... They didn't even have, like, a dime to their name until right. after they were dead. So... Wow. That's just kind of the tip of the iceberg in regards to that accusation. Uh-huh. There's a whole theory that Suge Knight's wife ordered the hit out on Suge Knight... And Tupac was the one that ended up getting shot. There's a theory that Puff Daddy, when he was Diddy, uh-huh, uh-huh. put out a hit on him. Notorious B.I.G. was still alive and was accused. And they had to like submit records of where he was and what he was doing. Yeah, so that's he could the be only exonerated. thing I've ever really known about the thing yeah. is that like, it they was Biggie. They had a Biggie. huge rap beef. Huge Biggie? rap beef. Biggie Notorious B.I.G., yeah. Biggie. Biggie, yeah. Yeah, like that he was the one. Notorious. Because yeah. he, he dies too. Yeah, which is, that, that's a whole thing I'm not going to talk about though. Okay, okay. I'm When we talk about him... Then after we've talked about both, we'll talk about them together and kind of all that stuff. Okay. But now that we've kind of talked about... You're kind of... You've like really died. This is more of true, a true crime. True crime. Yeah. But there's, I know there's a ton they're, of... They're married. Yeah, but I know there's a ton of Tupac now conspiracies. So that's kind of just to throw... Just to put some just some smoke in the air about, yeah. what, you know, what happened and kind of accusations and people that have theorized. But in all actuality, the, the, the current account is, is that your boy... That that Tupac got in that altercation with was the shooter. Oh, okay. That he got into that fight with MGM. Yeah. That originally, you know, because he he was a crip. He was, a, I mean, he was, you know, he was. Well, the I mean, shit. gang stuff is completely yeah. a whole another aspect well, that doesn't even have to do with him being famous. They were they were planning to come at it in a different route, and his uncle, the kid's uncle, the, this crip's uncle, was going to do it, but it ended up being Tupac. And they had had that fight a couple hours earlier, and that was where they, I fuck, we're going to kill him. Damn. Yeah. You would think... That's the official like, kind of story. You wouldn't... I feel like those people probably liked his music, and then they just go on straight in his life. Yeah. I mean, he definitely... Um, and that dude was Baby... Uh, Orlando Baby Lane Anderson is the oh, guy that okay. everybody... Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard yeah, Largely I've heard accepts that. that he was the guy that killed Tupac. But, you know, he what he really did, he he has a specific lyric. I'm not, I'm not going to, I was going to do a whole thing with uh, Tupac lyrics because that comes into play, but I'm going to save that for the next time that I do okay. this. Okay. Uh, but there is a bunch of, I'm just kind of rambling now, but there's a bunch of lyricism mm-hmm. that Tupac had that kind of foreshadowed his own fate. I mean, scrolls and many, many references wow. referring to his own death and other things. But he was also deep into a gang. So well, he, he wasn't. 
he was a thug, so it's a little different. He wasn't necessarily a gang but member. But he was part but of a gang. I mean, he repped. He repped the. So bloods. he was. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, there's like uh, there's like some finer politics politics to it. Actually, I was learning, so I'm I'm gonna we're gonna dive into all okay. that shit. Okay. I feel like you've really too. laid the groundwork for. There's some stuff coming. Some crazy shit though. I. I have been wanting to do this one for a long time, and when I started diving into it, I was like, oh, shit, there's so much. this is a lot. Well, and that might happen, just FYI, with our episodes. Some, there's been an occasion where we've literally had to make one whole episode my story and one whole episode your story. Yeah. But I also think it would be cool to, you know, split them up. And, like, you can talk about this again, and it'll just, it's still going to be different yeah. shit. It's, but you've really laid the ground, the, the ground work. The wow. Ground, the, the ground work. The ground work. Which is where cl- clowns Bar. just pepper the floor and you got to kind of walk <laughs> over them there, yeah. So. Oh, there's more. Two, oh, yeah. No, we haven't even started for real. Oh, great. Two, I five, still have a whole story to tell. Them, I know, right, I know, know, I know. <laughs> After she just says, okay. I'm just kidding. Here we go. Maybe, so Tupac's dead, right? And there's conspiracies about who killed him, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, here are some conspiracies that this motherfucker is still alive. Okay. And here's some support, and and here's some stuff to to back it up. Okay. Okay. Most notably, I'm gonna tell the one that I thought was the most interesting. Flip that page. I'm gonna come back to that other page though. Oh. So I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Asada Shakur, who is Tupac's aunt, was an activist and former Black Liberation Army member, which is like a black I would assume like a Black Power movement. Um, in the 70s. African-American. Yeah, African-American. My apologies. Just fix that. (laughs) (laughs) She actually escaped from prison and fled to Cuba seeking political asylum after being convicted of killing a New Jersey state police officer. (laughs) Okay. What does this have to do with Tupac? That's his aunt. Yeah, but what does that have to do with Tupac? There's a theory that states that he escaped and went to Cuba. His fate. The hospital? That it was staged, that he did not necessarily die. Well, who was or the person was in there? Who was the person who was the person in the hospital? Your boy was cremated the day after he died. But they did say he kept trying to flee right, the but hospital. He, but he died. In this because th- yeah, what if he's a fucking body double or something, you know, or he was he's per- we don't know. We don't know. Obviously it's a conspiracy theory. There's gonna be a little bit of gray area. There's yeah. Mm-hmm. However, he was cremated the day after he died by a guy who retired. The day after cremating Tupac. He apparently made $3 million and disappeared afterwards. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, this is that's real. weird. That's, that's weird. That's, that's weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Right? So, also, during this time, Cuba and America had zero affiliation because of the embargo against Cuba. Okay. So, if you're going to go anywhere and start a new life and hide from American limelight... Cuba's a pretty fucking good place to do it because it's not like there's a fucking paparazzi. But why would why would Tupac want to do that when he was making so much rat beef? He was five million dollars in debt to Death Row, Which and they owed him no a bucket of money. If he made sixty million, then why was he that much in debt? Death Row didn't pay him. Which is one of the reasons that kind of I mean, fuels well, that's a the... lawsuit. I would be suing those motherfuckers. Uh, well, and there's some there's some gray area there as well. Also, like, I guess you don't sue gang members. Then you're well, if you're and you know, I think that maybe he like had suing a, the mob. I, guess. I think he had a certain and I don't know, but I think he had a certain level of like like bet. You know, and and this is you just completely opinionated. But I mean, he he went to Juilliard. He filmed. He was starred in movies. I mean, he was a really big, brilliant character. And I think that he could see what was coming. The writing was on the wall, and he was kind of fueling the fire in a way. And anyway, so 
Here's a few things that I learned about Tupac and why I think he might be still be alive. Well, okay. Let quick question. Yeah, yeah. If he was still if he's still alive, like let's say as There's a, a theory he's alive in Cuba. Okay, I'm just saying, like if he's still alive as of twenty eighteen. Yes. How old would he be? Forty seven. Forty eight, somewhere in there. No, that's it? Yeah. He was young. Oh d- yeah, he was like in his twenties, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm gonna tell Are you. Are there th- autopsy photos of his body? I didn't come across anything like okay. that. Okay. Because there's usually like. Like literally the day after he died, he was. Cremated. Yeah, but there's still usually like autopsy photos. Sure. Because they would have done an autopsy to, to. You don't have to do an autopsy. Th- wouldn't they have done one to to figure out his the yeah the cause of death? That's something I need to look into. Actually, I didn't even think about looking. See, you're you're hip to this true crime thing. Uh-huh, I know. Right. Okay. Let's get back to it. Yeah. So the record that he was that he that he posthumously released the Don Kill Illuminati and the seven day the seven day theory. Yes. That's a bizarre name for a record title. Mm-hmm. And so it depicts Tupac But maybe that wasn't his maybe that wasn't the he didn't name it. No, maybe he, he definitely already... did. It was his last project okay. for Well I'm was... just I was saying maybe there was enough songs for an album and somebody else named it. No, we're gonna get into that shit too though. Okay. On that record cover on that record the the cover of the record. Album. He's depicted as like Jesus on the cross, dead. Right? The side of the record is like, kind of like a, 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 it's an apocalypse. Hold on, don't say, <laughs> don't you dare say that. There's like an apocalyptic scene, and on the side of the record it says "Exit Tupac." Oh. And he released the record under a new name or a, or a moniker, or a, a you know, a, a, a separate name than Tupac, mm-hmm. and he called himself Machiavelli. Okay. Okay. So while Tupac was in prison. He read stuff by this dude named Niccolo Machiavelli. Yeah. Who was an Italian thinker who wrote this book called The Prince. I know this. I know this. And in The Prince, he says uh, that faking one's death can be a tool to outsmart your enemy. So his record that was released after he dies, I I mean, he, he did all this groundwork for this. It's called Machiavelli. In response to the stuff he learned uh-huh. in the, the from this Italian, I learned thinker. about that when I was in at U of L. Yeah, yeah. Getting my communications degree. That was definitely something we talked about. Right. Okay. So how about this? How about this? How about Tupac has released nine. The Tupac music has released you know, nine albums since he's died. They've okay. released nine albums of Tupac's work since he died. It's a ridiculous amount of work to yeah, release. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of work, right? But I mean... There's a conversation on To Pimp a Butterfly, which is Kendrick Lamar's record before this, his most recent one, Damn, and he has a conversation with Tupac. What? And the recording, I mean, I'd never heard it. I don't know. I haven't looked too deeply into that, but that's interesting. Yeah. As well as, I mean, Nine. But also how... And Eminem produced one of them as well. Actually. But also how would this benefit him if he's producing shit right as someone right. who's deceased this is i think this really operates under the assumption that he has an estate still you know because his mom his mom became and she she got a hold of the estate she got it all from death row records a couple of years ago so then, like she's his the mom one, still getting paid and then therefore I think she's she, giving I, him funds i think somehow? she died i gotta double check that but i wasn't i wasn't really gonna talk about his mom's a big piece to it too but i was gonna okay. save that but i think she's dead but she was the champion of his estate after a certain time and if you look at the, you know, what if he, what if he, imagine that he is alive, right? And imagine that he's still living some semblance of a lifestyle. 
he would need to bankroll that lifestyle somehow, right? So maybe there's, you know, there's, you know, off offshore accounts and backdoor agreements and grandfather agreements and stuff for a willing few that could be in charge of his estate could in fact be in contact with him. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of like seemingly photoshopped images with with Tupac with other famous people, like an older looking Tupac with famous people. There's video, there's a ton of video footage of lookalikes and there are a dime a dozen on the internet, just like Elvis sightings, you know, like there's a lot of dudes with bandana and a nose ring walking around looking just like Tupac. Yeah. There's even a video in 2004, okay, of Suge Knight talking to a dude that looks just like Tupac, but you only see the back of Tupac and it's literally Suge Knight like on this island talking to a guy. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that, but a few more things. Suge Knight's son posted on Instagram and his night his name is Suge Knight like Jr and some shit posted on October the 2nd in a series of like pictures and videos that Tupac was still alive and living in Malaysia. What the fuck? So that's Suge Knight's son. Right. Who who's now incarcerated for 28 years for pleading no contest to a hit and run that caused a, a death. He's been incarcerated so many times, Suge Knight has. So it's not far. There are people that think that Suge Knight killed Easy e There are people that think okay, that Okay, that's he's... like a whole other thing, though. No, it is. I mean, there's a whole series of these yeah. things. It's pretty exciting. Uh, but the last... So the most compelling thing for me is the whole Machiavelli thing. Mm-hmm. The posthumous albums and uh, the, there's, the fact that there's been so many sightings and the fact that his yeah, aunt lives weird. in Cuba and Machiavelli, Machiavelli in The Prince, the character, went away when he was 23 and returned like when he was faked in his, his own death. Faked his own death and returned in his forties. Yeah, that's wild. It's also kind of like a Count of Monte Cristo type shit. But um, so that's kind of the beginning and the the, the start. Yeah, to, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's pictures of Tupac with Beyonce, well, Rihanna, Fifty Cent. Yeah, they're obviously doctored, but if, also if I was Fifty Cent and I had to get a picture with Tupac, I'd be like, bruh. It's clearly not real because the, it was when it was. He do was, you know all the bullets I survived? Right. You got shot four times. I got shot nine times. <laughs> uh, one last thing. There is a picture, the last known picture of Tupac, mm-hmm. is him in the car with Suge Knight, and it's taken a day before, or the day after the shooting supposedly happened. Wait, what? That doesn't even make sense. There's a picture of Tupac and Suge Knight in a vehicle, the night, the, the, po- the, the, the postmark on the picture is the day after he was shot. And it's a different BMW, there's no keys in the ignition, and it's pictured the day after he was actually shot mm, okay and that was before photoshop you know what i'm saying that was in the 90s that was 96 mm, yeah i mean it wouldn't have been as easy right and to be such a widely accepted right. you've seen you've probably seen the picture i don't know and it it represents i think it's the it says the eighth on there and he was shot on the seventh damn so just kind of some interesting that's wild yeah this like kind of begins my series of hip-hop conspiracy holy theories. cow yeah that's a lot you're welcome that's probably like your longest one yet also, I'm going to go ahead and apologize if this episode's long, because... You're welcome. i got a lot to go to. It's, epi- it's episode 10, Morty. Two, two, three hours long, Morty. It's just crazy how much there is that, that, like, that is just the groundwork. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. And I think that I obviously played a little bit on the conspiracy side, but there were some definite things in here that interested me in regards to it being a, a true crime story. Well, it's definitely uh, true crime, because he... He was. If you base, yeah. if you go off of the, what probably happened, he yeah. was murdered. Yeah. And here's what I think. I think that 
it's a very layered tale. You know, there's a conspiracy to it. There's the real story. There's the theories. But and at the end of the day, it's a huge notable person yeah, that yeah. lost his life yeah. way too young. Yeah, seemingly. Well, okay, I'm saying mm-hmm. if, if you go off the true crime, like yeah. if he is dead, he yeah. was murdered. I just thought it was really interesting that Suge Knight's son at the beginning of this that's month weird. did a huge, and then he's since removed it. I was looking for it because I wanted to post oh, it. Oh, that's weird. But it's it's pictures of like an older looking Tupac. You're post Malone it. I was going to post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, Suge Knight is a whole nother crazy yeah. character. He was, I mean, he was a football player. Record label owner. He, oh, I mean, he Shug founded. Oh, wasn't even a rapper. No, he's a he was a producer and owner. Oh, of wow. Death Row Records with he started with Dr. Dre. Okay. And then a bunch of shit happened. Wow. Woo! He's probably never getting out of prison. Like he's nice in prison. Currently? He's in prison right now. Yeah. Wow. For what? Uh, no. He pled no contest to a hit and run, which ended in a fatality. Oof. That's so, bad. So there also, is. Also, if you hear like some grunting, Drogo's just me. licking in his paws. I'm drinking and knowing things. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So just, just really, literally, like I, I think it's kind of a story I'm weaving just now, but it's there. There's a lot more to like the West Coast hip hop conspiracies for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And a lot of it centers around Shook fucking Knight, man. And then I know a lot of it ties there's like the whole Biggie thing that all tie that all yeah, kind of ties into. That's a huge so. thing. I mean, even if you take conspiracies and all of that out of it, the the fact that that happened I I find to be so crazy that rap, you know, rap beef and this and that and it, But they were also homies. But they they no, not for real. They 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 took some really serious shots at each other lyrically. Okay. But, you know, they, there's, I think one, I think, I think they're both kind of like famously said, like they didn't wish death on the other one really and shit, but I don't know. I think, right. it, I think it's, it all got convoluted. I don't think it really was like, they're, they were definitely connected in the universe though, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's, that's wild. That's the beginning of the death I mean, of that's Tupac. like, I didn't even think they're, yeah, I didn't think. Well, I don't even know. That's like I just find insane. it fascinating that he that, was that's just cremated like the, the day the after he died. Yeah, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Oh, and his family, they spread the ashes. All, yeah, like into good. the Pacific and stuff. But uh, okay. still, if they didn't, his ass is either in Cuba or Malaysia. Wow. That's what Suge Knight's son said, that he's in Malaysia. Yeah. While the, the popular theory is that he escaped to Cuba. But yeah, either way. That's wild. Yeah. Good story, babe. That was from Across So Many Tears, Across So Many Tears. That's a Tupac song. You can just cut that all the way. Oh out. no, I don't. I don't know any Tupac songs. You better not say that. In the, you better take that out too. Okay, so something I wanted to talk about in the beginning that I forgot that I want to bring up now would be a nice little fun intermission between tragic things. The intermission is for some reason he always gets brought up on our show. So I'm going to bring him up. Yes. Post Malone. Post Malone. (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw, but he was on, well, him and Jimmy Fallon went to Olive Garden, which is Post Malone's favorite restaurant. And it was so fucking funny. I'm telling you, he's a hit. He's going to be around for ages. And Jimmy Fallon ended up buying the rights to the Olive Garden 
when you're here, uh, quote, yeah, yeah, when you're here, your family, yeah, because Olive Garden was trying to move to a new. He bought thing it and gave it to and Posty. gave it to Post Malone. Yeah, it was so fu- it was so funny. If you haven't watched it, Google it, watch it. I'm like literally. I know from the beginning of this podcast, I probably was like, "Uh, Post Malone," but like Tom loves him, and I'm kind of like slowly growing to enjoy. Y'all him Y'all should lot. love him too. He's a great personality, man. So he's a cool guy. Okay. All right. That was really great, babe. Yeah. And I'm excited for you to touch more on it and like to dive deeper into that. I'm going to touch it and I'm going to dive in it. Oh, okay. I'm mine is going to be it's not one one story. Okay. It's multiple stories. Okay. Because we are in the month of October. Mm. And what is in the month of October? Halloween. Yes. Yes. That's says Halloween. So, I'm going to be telling you some true and horrific stories that center around Halloween. I love it. Okay? Yeah, let's do it. Like a lot of them are things that I maybe might go deeper into in the future because uh-huh. some of them might have a lot more detail, but this time it's just going to be kind of like beginning little here, there, and, you know, quick. Yeah, I'm with it. Okay? Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Our first guy is titled, Man Stabs Girlfriend to Death Over Missing Bag of Halloween Candy. Don't, if it's got fucking Twix in it, she fucking, she, she, I I get it. So on Chicago's South Side in 2011, 55-year-old Liddell Peoples blamed his girlfriend for stealing his bag of Halloween treats. An argument ensued, and 49-year-old Maria Adams threw a plate at his head. You know, she's pissed. And that struck him above the eye, causing him to have a gash. And uh, so then he grabbed a knife and he stabbed her multiple times, killing her. That's just, we're just starting with that. I mean, if you steal my fucking candy, I, I mean, but what is she, why was she so passionate about not giving, it was some good, it was some good ass candy though. I mean. They went to like the good neighborhood and got the full size. But they're also adults, like, it's not like they were trick-or-treating. Hey. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, weird. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. Next. Yes. That one's, I didn't really have a whole lot of information about, but some of these I'll, I'll give a little bit more about. But. Okay, let's do it. So, in 1974, 8-year-old Timothy O'Brien died on Halloween evening after eating candy laced with cyanide. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. That's where it fucking comes from. That whole fucking thing. <clears throat> well, oh. turns out, <laughs> the candy was poisoned by his father, Ronald. Damn, Ronald. Who was in financial trouble and had taken out insurance policies on his children. Holy shit, what a piece of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many kids did he have? In How addition much money was to Timmy, he gave poison candy to four other children, including his daughter Elizabeth and some other neighborhood kids, okay? He's known as the Candyman oh. and the man who killed Halloween. He did this as I said, to claim the life insurance, right? Right. He gave it to other kids to cover up his crime because he thought if it looked like other kids ate poisoned candy, it, would cover it wouldn't it up. be it wouldn't right. tie back to him. Right? Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. He gave out five twenty one inch sticks he claimed he got from the house that the kids had rang the doorbell of and nobody answered. So they ran ahead and he hung back and acted like Oh, they didn't answer for you guys, but I got all these pixie sticks from them. Here here you go, kids. 
you just missed out. Here, here, this, here's these cool pixie sticks, uh, right? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So Timothy's pixie stick alone, his son uh-huh. had enough to kill, had enough cyanide to kill two adults. Jesus, that poor little kid. And once they found the other pixie sticks, yeah, which thankfully were not consumed by any of the other children, they had enough to kill three to four adults. Jesus. So one. I wonder if that makes you like die faster. Or just I don't, oh, or if, I don't know. I wonder if it. Timothy died within an hour of ingesting the pixie stick. Uh. Yeah. Also, there was one family who got the word of that there was like these laced pixie sticks, and they weren't home, and their kid was at home, so they rushed home. Oh my god! They run in. Their kid's asleep with the pixie stick in his arms Stop because he, it. he couldn't get it open to eat it. But it was that fucking pixie stick. Yes. Jesus. And so he fell asleep with the unopened candy, which saved his life because he couldn't get it open, so he didn't. You lucky it. sleepy Isn't little that fucking twerp. insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that dude's yeah. the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody needs to make that a movie. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. He moves to the neighborhood in like late September, kind of a creepy standoffish guy, and then kills every fucking kid on the neighborhood block. The man who killed Halloween, coming October thirty third. I mean, he even tried to poison his daughter, too. That's fucked up. Because he kept taking life insurance Yeah. Life, life insurance Life insurance Hey. <laughs> life insurance policy. one of their life insurances. <laughs> out on them because he was in, like, major debt. Ah, oh, what a dick. And luckily the daughter, Elizabeth, didn't eat it. But they figured it out because he couldn't even, like, show them the house that it came from. And, the, and then finally he made up an excuse and said, like, oh, yeah, that's the house I got it from. Who was a guy who was, like, a pilot and, and was what? not even home. Idiot. Ridiculous. You fucking... And he was executed by lethal injection in 1994. I'm gonna be real with him. He had that shit coming. Oh, goodbye. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So next we have the suicide mistaken for a Halloween decoration. Oof. Yeah. In 2005, a 42-year-old woman in Delaware committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree across the street from a residential area, which was also apparently a very, like, busy area as well like a lot of cars pass and stuff oh the body was very easily visible by passerbys and passing vehicles even the cars could see it and no one called the police for hours because everybody thought that the way that it was swaying in the wind that it was a halloween decoration yeah she used rope to tie herself up from a tree and hung 15 feet above the ground how long it was like overnight i think And it was quoted that it looked like something that someone had just rigged up for Halloween. It didn't even look like a good decoration, that poor lady. Well, no, I mean, it did, but it it, it looked like a really good decoration. I mean, people Ugh. were like, oh, it just looked like something somebody rigged up. That's a scary time. I mean, that's awful. Jesus. That poor woman, right? Yeah. She was obviously going through it. I gotta get, I gotta get a little splash of wine. Oh, look at that. That was impressive. One for you as well. Okay. All right. Next. Next. We have something that we were kind of talking about earlier. Oh, yeah? Where we were talking about, like, people killing in masks and uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. And we were like, does that happen? You had an, you had that already? You had that in the chamber? Yeah. yeah! More than one, which yeah! is so weird, right? Yeah, that's funny. A Halloween party in San Antonio, Texas, was in full force when a man dressed as Freddy Krueger showed up uninvited. Oh, shit. And he opened fire on the crowd shooting five people so it was actually two men that opened fire but it was obviously very 
like the Chaotic, man in the Freddy Krueger mask uh-huh. was the one that was very much like whatever. No, like, oh, there was a guy in Freddy Krueger mask. Surprisingly, none of the people who were shot had life-threatening injuries. But no, like I mean, it's insane to me that oh really just, like showed up. Yeah. So apparently the guys or the people got into a fight with the people at the party beforehand, uh-huh. and then. They weren't really invited, and they kind of crashed, and they got into a fight, and they were kind of asked to leave, and then they just started fucking shooting at people. And I get out and kick their ass out too. Root. As of like 2016, which I kept researching, like no one's been caught for it. Really? Uh huh. Damn. Yeah, but thank God nobody died, which is insane to me that like there were that many. They were shooting. Yeah. Out, just openly shooting, and literally nobody's who got shot was in life-threatening injuries. That's insane to me. It's insane that that dude got away with it, too. You know what showcasing well, more than It was two dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. You can see the, like, five... Sh- there's the little... Mm. Crazy kind of, right? Okay. All right. So, like I said, all these happen, like, right before Halloween or on Halloween. Okay. It's very... They're very Halloween-centric. So, none of these are going to happen on Christmas? <laughs> I don't think so. <sighs> That'd be kind of weird. I'm out. This is silly. Okay, so, Sir? one night in Long Island, just before Halloween 2014, Okay. this is fucked up. All right, I'm ready. A decapitated, Ooh. I feel like that word didn't come out right. A decapitated body laid in the street five feet away from a severed head. <laughs> to many passerby, the horrific sight appeared to be a Halloween prank. But the truth was that 35-year-old Derek Ward had used a kitchen knife to kill and decapi- decapitate his... Decapimate. Decapimate. You got decapimate, boydy. You, you don't got a head no more, man. So he used a kitchen knife to kill and decapitate his mother. Oh, fucker. Her name was Patricia. How old was he? He's th- I said 35. You got to move out. You got to move out, bro. Well, okay, so he then carried the body and head out of their apartment. After leaving the body and the head in the street, he jumped in front of a commuter train, killing himself. Oh! And reports say that she had multiple stab wounds and broken ribs before she was actually killed. Like killed? Snow, you're killing the story, bro. That's the best one yet. So she was probably stabbed, like obviously probably beaten up. Yeah, fucked up. Hope to God she was dead before he fucking decapitated her. But the really crazy shit is that after the fact, he walked out and he kicked her head 20 feet out, okay? And he was two days away from a doctor's appointment to get the meds that he needed because he was uh, very mentally ill and his mother was doing, like, everything she could to get him the help that he needed. Oh, no. Yeah. And they had finally found a a therapist that would... That that she could afford because he was so... he, He was 36, so he... Or, sorry, 35. So he wasn't able to be on her insurance anymore yeah. and couldn't afford it on his own. Oh, so she was no. trying to find somebody that she could afford for him to see. And they were two days out from him being able to see that therapist and get the medications that he needed that he had been off of. Oh, my and God. And when they That's fucked discovered up. his body after yeah. he had he committed suicide by jumping in front of that. A train? Was it a bus? Yeah, he jumped in front of, in front of a commuter train. So his body was probably way away from where her body was. He was found with having a pistol and a hundred Valiums on him. Damn. Yeah. And re- what's really sad is that she had already gone through a divorce and her other son 
died of a heroin overdose in 1997. Oh, that poor woman. I know. She was like in her 60s. It was so, it's so sad. Ugh. And fuck, I mean, that sucks, man. Fuck mental illness, man. That shit sucks, dude. That's crazy. And it just goes to. Yeah, you. Sorry. And it just goes to show, like, how, like, if he could have just gotten the help that he needed. needed, Yeah. Because she was obviously, like, trying to find something that she could afford, and it just sucks. So. Damn, that was crazy. Okay, so next we have, like I said, a lot of these can probably be way more elaborated, but I was just kind of trying to do, like, a Halloween-themed. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Horrible tragedy episode, I guess. Okay, in 1963, many Hoosiers decided to spend their Halloween night at the Indiana State Fairgrounds Coliseum watching a holiday on ice. This was a skating exhibition. Okay. Unfortunately, unbeknownst to them. Oh, no. That's yeah. never That's never good. This is really bad. Oh, no. This is really bad. A rusty tank in the concession area began to leak. What was it leaking? Oh, no. And the room that everybody was in, which lacked ventilation, quickly filled with gas. Ugh. So as the skaters performed their grand finale, so we're talking the end of the fucking show, they're performing their grand finale, which was called Mardi Gras, if anyone's wondering. Okay. The gas reached an electric popcorn maker. Oh! Triggering a huge explosion. Oh no! During like the the little like the finale like of the, the finale. Whole, oh, fuck. Seventy four people were killed. Jesus. And four hundred were injured. Golly! Yeah. Flames shot up forty feet up through the south side seats, catapulting people and chairs. They literally said it like rained people, bodies, and yeah. and then the dead were placed afterwards the dead were placed on plywood and apparently lined up on the ice so that friends and family could come and like identify their loved ones oh my god uh they also used a nearby cattle barn as a temporary hospital Uh, mm because there were just so many people you know injured yeah i mean that'd be a fucking i mean that's a ton of people that got hurt yeah marion county grand jury indicted state fire marshal indianapolis fire chief, the general manager, and the concessions manager, and officers of the company that supplied the gas. Uh, But the only person that was actually convicted was the president of the gas company, and that was even later overturned. Really? Nobody even got any shit for any Get the fuck out of here. Nope. This is a rusty-ass tank just starts leaking gas and kills a bunch of people and nobody goes to jail. an explosion. That's fucking crazy. Okay. Next, 26 years ago, 16-year-old Japanese exchange student, I'm probably going to lecture this, Yoshihiro Hattori. That sounded good to me. Dressed up as John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Live. Oh, that is not right. (laughs) (laughs) I I was trying to remember, when the fuck was John Travolta? Saturday Night Live. I don't I'm remember sorry. when he was a. I don't even remember he was dressed a up as John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever. Fever. Then headed out to a Halloween party in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. Tragically. Uh, big surprise. He was mistakenly dropped off at the wrong house, and the homeowner 
panicked by his unexpected visitor, shot and killed him. Fuck. The homeowner was later acquitted of any wrongdoing. What? He killed a dude. Hattori's mother, Miko, Maiko, M-I-E-K-O, Miko, commented on the 20th anniversary of his son's death, which was, I think, last year. Because, yeah, this was the 26th. Yeah. She said, I've been observing American society for the past 20 years. The ongoing situation there has been incomprehensible to Japanese. I want to encourage more ways to adopt gun control. Yeah. So, that sucks. He literally just was going to a Halloween party. And got blasted by some dude. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Sucks, bro. I bet that costume is killer, though. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Next. Next. The assailant who wearing who. Mm. Next, we have. Uh, what do we have? I don't really know how to word this one. Basically, a killer who wore the ghost face mask. Oh, word. Yeah. From Scream. Yes. Ooh. Yes. A man was wearing a scream mask, which is ghost face. Yeah, yeah. Shoots and kills a Brooklyn teen. Last Halloween, a man wearing a ghost face mask that resembled the killer in the movie Scream, as I said, shot and killed 19-year-old Anthony Seabury on the streets of Brooklyn. On the street, Brooklyn. On the streets of Brooklyn, New York, and the case <laughs> remains unsolved. Damn. Way easier to commit crimes on Halloween, man. I mean, you wear a mask Jesus. and you like apparently don't get caught. See, those movie guys, they got it figured out. We're not trying to tell anybody to do this shit. Yeah, don't do that. Don't kill people, you weirdos. Okay, next. All right, okay. The Q Beach Riot, K-E-W, Q Beach Riot, where thousands of high schoolers fought police throughout Halloween night. What? Okay. In 1945, teenagers in Toronto spent Halloween night rioting and building large bonfires that they stoked with gasoline. When police descended upon the scene, the teenagers fought back, throwing rocks and blocking the fire department from putting out the fires. What? Yeah. Uh, Young little wild asses. Police ended up arresting 14 of the rioters, but instead of that calming things, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, this led to a mob of thousands of teenagers gathering in protest. Damn. What if that would happen nowadays? The teenagers were only dispersed after being doused with water cannons and tear gas. Okay, also, what if that happened today? <laughs> but also, the impetus of the uprising is unknown. We don't even know where the fuck they were doing any of it. Really? All of this happened and we don't know why they were doing it. They were just wiling out. What the fuck? Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. I bet they were just wiling out. Wiling out. Stupid. Stupid. Sorry, I don't have to flip a lot of pages. Page flipping. Page flipping. Okay. Next. I think there's crazy that there's like so many. It feels like there would have been more um, kind of coverage. Uh, Like these all sound like stories I would watch in like that movie we just watched last night. Like stories like that. You know. Trick or treat. Yeah, like kind of the... The spirit of Halloween type stuff. You think you would you would see that more? Well, the one that I told about the 
dad who poisoned his kid. Yeah. That was actually the reason that there was that widespread panic of Halloween candy being poisoned. Yeah. So there are like urban legends that stem from a lot of this. Yeah. That's crazy. That stem from a lot of this stuff. That's incredible. That's what I thought. That's why I kept saying, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. That was a total widespread panic that all the parents were like, oh my God, our kids are going to get poisoned. But really, it was the dad of the fucking kid who did it. Poisoned his own fucking kid. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So in 1982, 69-year-old Marvin Branlin was getting ready for bed. As you do. After he was, you know, giving out candy on Halloween. Being a swell old guy. Like a cute little 69-year-old sweet baby. Yeah. And then there was another knock at his door. Oh, no. So he opened the door to find someone wearing a pillowcase. Over his head with holes cut out for eyes, which is already fucking creepy as fuck. Right, right. Like, look at that picture. That's so creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Looks like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> what? It looks like he's wearing a bolo tie. It's not Colonel. No. It's Colonel Sanders with a bloody nose. That's uh, Colonel also... Sanders kidnapped. Ah, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, that's totally what that is. Okay, so. It's a picture. The figure or person, whatever, said, quote, trick or treat. Give me your money or I'll shoot. He pulled a gun out and then ordered Marvin into his basement where Marvin had kept his safe. Oh, fuck. Come on, Marvin. So Marvin Marvin's room. that this was a prank because only his family members knew where the safe was. So he grabbed for the gun. Oh, no. And the person in the pillowcase fired, hitting him in the throat, killing him. Then how does this story, co- how do we know that's what happened? The killer fled and left the pillowcase at the scene. He also, his wife was there. Oh, his wife. So she saw it happen? I don't know if she saw I don't know. I'm Like I said, I'm not diving into all these. Also, I'm going to give a little like to, like, this is a cold case. Uh-huh. It's never been solved. Wow. Which is crazy. It's happened on the 9th of October, the 9th. Oh my God. This happened on October 30th. And if you know anything, the man was apparently, as his wife describes, blondish hair, blue eyes, 5'8", between 16 and 20 years old, in the Fort Dodge area. It happened on October 30th, as I said. And if you know anything, you can call the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation at 515-725-6010. Because this is still a cold case, and it's very sad and sucks. So yeah, if you know anything about that, I know that's so random, but cold cases are such a serious thing, and they are just, it's so, they're so heartbreaking to me. Like, God, I would just wish that there were, there are so many cold cases. Yeah. And it makes me so sad. So, it's also fascinating. I just want to plug that. That many that. things fall through the cracks. For sure. You know? People's lives. And, I, and that stuff just falls away, you know? Yeah. There's like 120,000 cold cases and only 1% of them get solved. That's a crazy. Year. It's insane. It's insane. Okay. So next we have the Haunted Hayride employee. Who pretended to hang from gallows? In 1990. Hmm. I was two. Swell, yeah. Oh, he's one. Yeah, baby. Chicago area teenager Brian Jules. I think it's Jules. It's J-E-W-E-L-L-S. Jules. Yeah, it's Jules. Brian Jules' job was to give Hayride customers a scare by pretending to hang from the gallows. He had pulled off the stunt like fine and had done it great earlier in that day but that night 
apparently something did not go as planned. And when the hayride approached, Jewel was hanging from the gallows with his feet touching the ground. And the tractor driver of the event began to get very, you know, un- like worried and was like, oh, no, this doesn't look good. He's... And then uh, when Jewel failed to deliver his usual speech, because he's supposed to give a thing. Oh, no. Little mother- oh, no. He realized that he had accidentally hung himself. According to the prosecutors, though, there was no signs of foul play. And I guess it was just ruled as like an accidental suicide. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's fucked. Poor guy. Yeah. He was trying to make a buck. All right. So I think this is my last one. Oh, geez. About time. I'm just kidding. These are great. For real. These are really cool. I like this. Okay. So on Halloween in 1984, eight-year-old... Brian Massey was a kid who should have just been enjoying a night out, trick-or-treating, and having a good time as a fucking kid with his sisters. He had his sister Tiffany, who was 11, and Tamara, Tamara, who was 10. But instead, he had to endure his awful stepfather, 26-year-old David Andrews. Oh, fuck. That stabbed his mother to death and then chased his sisters down the hall and murdered them. Fuck. And then he came into uh, Massey's room, covered in blood, kidnapped him. And it wasn't until two days later that police found the boy Massey alive after apprehending Andrews, who had tried and failed to kill himself. Jesus Christ. So, where, 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 oh, so we don't know where he had the kid or where they were, how he tried to kill himself. We don't know how he, I don't know how he tried to kill himself. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Damn. I didn't, I, this is like one of those things where There's I'm just wild getting, like, stories yeah, that around I don't, I'm not going full into him like I would if I was doing a normal murder story. But apparently the murderer, Andrew, stuck a plea deal in exchange for a reduction of charges. And when I was looking at the article, it said he was eligible for parole next month. Said next he was, month. Next month. Said he was. I have a munch now, please. Said he was eligible for parole next month. Which I looked up, the article I was looking at was 2017. Uh-huh. So he's 41 years old and he was denied parole in 2017 after he'd been given the sentence of 45 years and is not eligible again for parole until November 1st, 2027. Good. Lam- I mean, that shit was crazy. <sighs> Halloween makes people very spooky. I know. Yeah. Normally I would I would dive into a lot of those, you know, and give you a lot more detail, but yeah. I just felt like... With it being so close to Halloween that, like, all these things that happened a day before or on Halloween is just wild. No, that's a great. That's great. That's awesome. But, a lot of those were crazy, crazy. But those were good stories. I mean, they all suck, but... <laughs> Nothing <laughs> good came of any of them, really. Especially, like, a dad literally uh, poisoning his fuck? own child. That's so dark. He that's so fucked up. And that Literally opened up the pixie fiction, stick man. and filled it with Cyanide. two inches two inches of cyanide and then stapled it back. Oh, my God. And then just acted like the house that they didn't, that didn't answer did answer. And he was like, oh, they did. Look, here. We gave you those that these, shit is, one, these that shit is sticks. evil. Like, and then gave it out thing. to his daughter, his son, and other kids. So yeah. to cover up his tracks to make it look like it was like a rando giving out poison candy. That's Ugh. fucked. That's crazy. Which is like a total kibosh on an urban legend where people are giving out poison candy that's really where it's that's where it, that's where it comes from. from kids 
That's why we weren't. That's why our parents had to check all our candy. That if anything crazy is shit. stapled shut, I'm eating it. Goodbye. No, I'm gonna eat it. Oh, great. Somebody checked it first. <laughs> he sealed it for oh, me. No, no. All right. Well, that was a cool tenth episode of We Drink and We Know Things podcast. The podcast. Yeah. Sorry, this one might end up being kind of long, but you know we're coming back full on. Yeah, yeah, we back, man. So thank you guys for listening. Follow us on social media. Uh, yeah. So subscribe on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google, Google Play. Play, man. Leave us a review if you could. I mean, honestly, it really. I know it sounds so annoying, and everybody asks you to do it, but it really does mean a lot. The and best it, place to do it, that is, and it makes a big difference. Yeah, and the best place to do that is always Apple. Uh, on iTunes, on iTunes yeah. if you can, or on our website, on Apple Podcasts. we see all of that. Yeah, it's so. What's the website? Uplifting, our website. Mm-hmm. What is it? www dot. I think we drink and we know things dot com. So go there, peep that. Yeah, we drink and we know things dot com. We have an Instagram, a Twitter. Uh, but what's the other one? Um, the, just Facebook. No, the uh, oh yeah, Facebook. Oh, forgot that one. Um, what's the other one? But we're on them all. The what? The what? What is it? Um, Tumblr. Tumblr, man. Okay, we're on. Jeez, you better edit out that old shit. Oh my goodness. So we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. We have an email. We drink and we know things podcast at Gmail right now. Email us your suggestions, uh, shit that we fucked up that Fucking you want to like. Though, tell, let us know if oh. we mess up stuff because you know we try, but we know we're not that great. And we're back, and we love you guys. If you have any cool art that you want to submit to us, we don't care if it's even like stick figures. We love it. Suggestions, anything. Reach out to us. We're back. We're here. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much. We drink and we know things podcast. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks.